And if you haven't already had some of the, the problems resolved and the foundation set and the frameworks built so that you have something to lean on when that life wind starts blowing, you know, um, it's easier to crumble. And so that's what part of why we do what we do. We want families to build that strong foundation so that they can withstand the storm. It's so important. For the kids who had to come home, they miss all of their friends, mm-hmm. right? Now they don't get to see them. For the parent, some people really miss the social interaction at work. Some people were so happy to come home and start working and to <laughs> get out of that office that they were like, awesome. Let's keep this going way on. Let's just not even stop. Okay. I want the pandemic to resolve, but I don't want to go back to that place. I mean, saving a ton of time and travel and, you know, the list goes on and on. So the big question coaches ask is this, how are coaches like us get trained how to coach? They're left alone struggling, struggling on how to get confident in our practice how to monetize this valuable skill and get customers who pay, how to build a solid coaching business, and what to do next. What to do next to grow and to be on the top of the industry. And in this podcast, we are determined to deliver the answers to you, bringing top coaches, leaders in their space, and other professionals serving the coaching industry, having extraordinary conversations, and share the hidden secrets to apply them to your business. I believe a coaching business is set to thrive. My name is Gary Mamre, and I want to thank you so much for spending part of your day with me listening to the Coaching Startup Secrets podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Karim Mamri, and welcome to the Coaching Startup Secrets Podcast. Today, uh, we are lucky and happy to have two of our previous special guests who added a lot of value to us when it comes to something important for me, you, and each and everyone here, which is the family. So uh, during our previous episodes with uh, Steve and Katy, we've been exploring like the stability within the family, how important it is, how to get it, and how we get this good connection within the family that leads to the success, whether we are an entrepreneur, coach, like most of you are listening to us, or even someone who's working nine to five. We explored also the importance of sharing and applying the concept of family stability, not only to ourselves, but we like it or not, we are living within communities, whether at work or in the gym or anywhere else. So it is important to live it at 360 and share it with others so that the whole environment is going to be healthy, uh, growing environment, happy and successful. Once again, uh, Steve and Kathy, welcome with us. Sir, yes. good to be back. Thank you for having us. Great. Thank you so much. So uh, I'm going to go directly to, to one of the questions that I kept it with me since, since last time. And I want to I start with it today. Now, I want to know, we highlighted the importance of connection last time of uh, the family, within the family, whether between the parents or between the parents and the kids. What are the key elements you think that, need, uh, that help us, that can help us build a good connection with our kids and with our partners? Well, my very first one, I'll go first and then you can go. (laughs) My first one is respect. 
I think we live in a culture that does not encourage a lot of respect. We see um, a lot of disrespect for children and for children's abilities and um, disregard for just the emotional importance of how children are developing and um, even respect for developmental stages. People seem to ignore the fact that sometimes children are doing things not because they're being naughty, but maybe they just haven't developed yet to the point where they're capable of all the self-control that we'd like them to have, um, for example. And I see it encouraged, you know, in the TV shows and media and movies to be disrespectful to your spouse or to disregard them. It seems to be something people like to laugh over. And for me, I believe that having mutual respect is so valuable and it allows for a more loving connection to begin being built on that foundation. Yeah, and I think taking an interest in, in your child or your spouse's interests is very good for uh, connections, right? Because it's very easy to say, well, here's all the things that I like to do, let's go do those things. But uh, especially if the kid is like, don't really enjoy doing that type of stuff. This is what I'd like to do. Okay, well, let's let's help you develop that. Let's help you develop your interest and, and let's see where we can where we can go with that. And you know, you will have a good bonding time there together. But that kid will really remember the quality time that you spent with them. Yeah, getting in their world. Nice, nice. Like, do you think that's um, one of the most important challenges that are causing like the the difficulties for connections is the differences uh, of behaviors of uh, orientation or I don't know for for the kids and the parents. I think there can be a lot of confusion, especially if children have a challenge, you know, sometimes if a child is struggling with ADHD or um, autism or, you know, even sometimes just food intolerances can create an inability to listen or to hold still um, or developmentally. Um, children might have a hard time sitting still in class or listening to books. It can create confusion. Parents can feel like they're failing or, or not understand what's going on with the child, and that can cause a lack of connection. It's really important to look deeper, look below what the surface level is and ask why. And when you answer that question, then ask why again, until you feel like you get to the root cause of why there's a lack of connection, why maybe there are some things that don't work and flow well in your home or in your relationship with your child or your spouse. It's very important. Yeah. And another thing is that there are also many distractions mm. that compete for people's time and attention. And, uh, and it's very difficult to have a good quality distraction or uh, connection mm. if the phone's always blinking or, you know, you hear the email pop in and, you know, you divide your time. You divide your attention you're like oh i just got to look at this and see what it is like it can wait you know it can wait be present when you're supposed to be there <laughs> true 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 thank you yep. thank you for highlighting this steve so it's it's uh, and correct me if i'm wrong this is uh, being intentional in connecting with our kids and like prepare the proper environment to connect with with our spouse or like within with the, with the partner or with the kids it is important in order to make sure at least to, to, to set boundaries for, or like, like to make walls for any uh, coming distraction from outside that can affect this connection. And uh, Katie, you highlighted uh, something very important 
the, the, the ADHD uh, kids or partner. Uh, and um, and I, I struggled with that actually. I discovered after after the age of 34 or 35. And I was at, at that time I found answers to the way my father was looking at me. And I, I, I couldn't understand why, like, like he was an S person according to this, so a CS person, and then and I was like an ADHD D I person. So so you can imagine how. How was the gap? And I couldn't understand at that time the difference. So you highlighted something important. There's kids who have ADHD. There's kids with, kids with other special needs. Sometimes we have challenges. How important it is for anyone, whether coach, entrepreneur, or to learn more about the differences that may happen and can happen within the family to achieve and to like speed up his level of connection with those he loves. Yeah, it's so important. And it's so fulfilling when you actually have that key and you've unlocked why that that disconnect was there. And then you can create the bond and it may not look like the bond you thought you'd have. For example, our fourth child is a non-verbal autistic diagnosis along with quite a few other diagnoses. Oh, but we can connect with him. We just have to expect that our communication with him looks different than what we thought it would be. But we've spent the time learning what his communication is and respecting him and giving him the extra time to communicate with us that maybe the other children don't need and accepting certain body language or certain sounds or certain breath patterns as his communication to us and celebrating that and rejoicing with that and, and us learning to speak his language more. And it's a beautiful bond. It's a beautiful connection. And so no matter how challenged your child or your spouse is, it is worthwhile to put in the effort to decode what's going on and then to build that connection with those accommodations. Amazing. Amazing. It's, it's, it's a kind of call to, 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 to those who are listening to us right now. Now, the world today is, is evolving and is growing in a very fast way. And whether it's social media or new technology, we are not against the opposite. They, are make, they bring a lot of good things to our life, but there's also new intangible diseases and uh, challenges. That's okay. It's not an injury or some blood that you can see it. No, it's, it's inside. And yes, it is true. It is not magic. This is something happening, and this is something that I guess it's 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 there should be a call to, to learn and to develop and to to learn about those areas in order to find the proper way of that you okay, you've been aware enough and you explored ways to communicate and to get the best of love and connection with 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 the child, but. It is, I think it's no more optional nowadays because like if we take statistics like easily like within each family, you're gonna find at least one, one of the kids who's having kind of chance. So it is important to be aware and to learn about those things, right? It's mm -hmm. very important. And it's also important to look at the physiology of the child and or yourself if you're struggling and see if there is something there that is also a physical need for support. Because sometimes these symptoms that come out in our children or in ourselves can actually be related to things like 
food intolerances or inflammation. And there are ways to support our bodies to be able to function at their more optimal level that can help you with connection as well. Because when we're supporting our bodies to actually feel better and to heal, then our verbal abilities can increase or our perception can increase or our lowering of anxiety. And then we're able to connect together more authentically. You know, there's a lot of various aspects of looking at why is there a disconnect? Sometimes, you know, it's really just needing to learn a new style. Other times it's needing to look at the physical side of it. Right, right. Thank you. Thank you so much, Katie, for highlighting this. Um, yeah, the, the, this topic is big. And, um, and yeah, thank you so much. Now, I'm going to ask this question because it's, it's very important. Nowadays, and whether we like it or not, like we've been experiencing a pandemic since two years or more now, right? Last 2019, the end of 2019, I think. So, so we, are, we are over like two years within a pandemic and things on all the signs now show that it's, it's not like totally, totally done. We are still having a couple of chances. And my question here is now, considering this pandemic, a lot of people, they were forced mostly, or they decided to start working remotely from home to like they stopped going to the offices. This is when it comes to the parents. Now, from the other side, we have the kids that many of them, they started studying also an online school from home. Now, this, those parents and those kids who usually barely spend a couple of few hours together, they found themselves stuck in a house 24 hours sometimes. It's like every day in the morning, like during the break, lunch. So this created some new challenges within the families. Maybe before the family, they were good. Okay, meeting each other like two hours a day. Okay, we, have, we know enough how to deal with them. Now, considering this new situation, kids at home, parents at home, and the parents, they are involved in very important meetings. The kids, they are studying. Sometimes they are 12th grade and all those challenges. How to overcome and to put the best mechanisms to get the benefit and the best, like, like to go out with the less issues from this situation? Yes, we've spoken to so many parents who have had so much, you know, interesting various experiences that they will share about this time in their life. We were slightly protected from this because we were already a homeschooling family, but many people that we are in connection with were not. And ultimately, we saw that it was a time when people really did have to use a lot of that um looking below the surface as the tension rose, as the, as the shifting of the schedule happened, as they had to mutually share office and school space suddenly in the house. You know, it became how to, how to make that connection, how to overcome that anxiety and that stress and really look deeper into each other's heart and give each other the benefit of the doubt. And we've spoken to family after family after family who says, in hindsight, it was so good that they made deeper connections and that their children, just this week alone, I've spoken to three moms whose children had an IEP. That's one of those individualized educational plans that schools have for children who struggle when they came home. And that through the time that mom worked with the child before the child went back to school, when the child went back, 
the school could no longer assign an IEP to the child because the children had advanced so significantly that they were now ahead of their class three this week. So there is something so special, even in these crazy times of stress that happens, even though it feels hard when we're all thrown together as a family. True, true. That's that's true. And I'm not I'm not going to challenge you, but this is true. And but on the other side, mm -hmm. also, there's a lot of families who face a lot of challenges during this mm -hmm. period of time. What do you think was the difference between the first families that you've been given a couple of examples who are able like to, to in fact, this is, I don't want to say mindset. I'm going to leave you to the mic to you to, to tell me what, what happened. And the other family who find it like something horrifying. In fact, a lot of families get destroyed and the divorces and stuff because of this pandemic. So what was the simple difference between the first family and the second family? You've probably had far more conversations about I this. Have. I've had a lot more. Um, I think it's a lot of different things. I don't think there's a single answer for this, to be honest. I think it's a very complicated sociology style question that probably people will study for a long time, to be honest, because, you know, the world hasn't been put in a situation like this in, well, I suppose ever, because we didn't have technology the last time there was a pandemic. <laughs> um, so no one was really forced inside like this. Um, okay, but in my opinion, and that's all this is, because I am not the sociologist having studied this, just in my, what I've seen and who I've talked to, I think you already hit on one thing. I think mindset was a piece of it, but I think there's also so much of personality style I think there's some amount of what people were already used to. How much of a change was this? The more change, the harder it is. You know, how many undiagnosed things were going on in that family prior to adding this in that then suddenly surfaced? How many homes were already having maybe an abusive type of relationship pattern that maybe they were tolerating before and now they couldn't? There, there's so much to it that I don't believe there's a single answer. And I think probably the families who came out of this strong already had some of those more strong patterns set in stone and practiced to allow them to get through the time of adversity. And that's one of the things we try to teach our families that we work with is how to set up those foundations to be very strong, to become very much of a unified team, both as a couple and with your children, and to have a vision for the future, which many business owners do, but families don't think to do, because it is almost inevitable that every family will reach a critical point in time where they will need to have a stable foundation to get them through the storm because we all go through storms. And if you haven't already had some of the, the problems resolved and the foundation set and the frameworks built so that you have something to lean on when that life wind starts blowing, you know, um, it's easier to crumble. And so that's what, part of why we do what we do. We want families to build that strong foundation so that they can withstand the storm. It's so important. Amazing, amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Steve, do you want to add something here? Well, I would, I would say that it might be the, the outlook of the individuals mm -hmm. because for the kids who had to come home, they miss all of their friends. Mm -hmm right now they don't get to see them. 
for the parent, some people really miss the social interaction at work. Some people were so happy to come home and start working and to get out of that office that they were like, awesome, let's keep this going way on. Let's just not even stop, okay? I want the pandemic to resolve, but I don't want to go back to that place. I mean, saving a ton of time in travel and, you know, the list goes on and on. So people have those different circumstances. For some people, it might, like she said, have made a bad situation worse. For some people, it made a difficult situation better. You know, some people, it was just a, like for us, it was just a continuation of what we were doing anyway, yeah. right? Medically necessary. So we were kind of doing that anyway, uh, you know, and so that, that could be it because there are the folks who are like, I can't wait to go back to work mm -hmm. in person. Or there's the boss who says, I want everyone back in person because <laughs> it's part of our culture. To right. be here and to interact yeah, and the yeah. other people are like no thanks yeah. i'm good i don't need any culture <laughs> from the office right and so you got a lot of those forces you know some that push some that pull um you know and that's that was our experience is that we saw across the board there were lots of different ways that people reacted because of their natural tendencies or desires I like it. I like it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, guys. I really, I really enjoyed each and every second with you. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish with, with this today's uh, episode. And, and I'm sure that uh, having you again on, on our podcast is, is going to be great uh, value for, for all of our listeners. Now, my question here, we get used to feed our family food. This is the initial mindset we have. Okay, we feed this family food, but now I was listening to you and like we've been growing and so on and so forth. And we discovered that there's way more important things to feed this family more than food. Yes. What do we need to consider intentionally mm. when feeding our family to take it to success, to stability, to happiness? Oh, what a good question. Okay, so that's part of what we do with families. <laughs> it is so important that we, that we begin to, like I mentioned, work with the respect. That is so important. But it's also important that we uniquely, with respect comes love. And we need to uniquely, we need to identify our unique family culture. And we need to be able to understand that we have the best family on earth for us, that we were designed for each other and celebrate it, celebrate our heritage, celebrate who we are now, celebrate where we want to go in the future, and then have a future that as a family with the kids, you know, mm -hmm. parents talk about it, talk about it with the kids, the kids talk about it together. Where do we want to be as a family? in 20 years, 30 years? What do we want this to look like? You know, and, and feed our dreams. So we need to feed our relationships, feed our souls. We need to feed our dreams and, and fuel it with teamwork and self-government. We need to have a home we have in our home and we teach families how to have a home government and then layer in economy in on top of that um, because it allows everyone to grow in that self-confidence and in that independence and in responsibility. that responsibility, yes. And in feeding that knowledge that you're part of a community and you're valued. And so when you can attack all these you know, pieces, right. yeah. Yeah. it's fantastic. Amazing.
Steve, I feel that you have something that you want to add. <laughs> well, she eventually she she covered one or two of them that I was thinking about, right? But that's why always she want to start talking first, so that's she got it. She can go first, and then I'll I'll he listen out for anything that needs to be filled in, <laughs> yeah. right? And and so for us, we think about we think about teamwork. Mm -hmm. We we have to think about how the family is going to have to pitch in yeah. in order to accomplish everything that we have to do, right? If if you're a family that has one kid that's pretty young. Maybe that's kind of easy as your family gets bigger, or if you're if any of your family members have have different abilities or disabilities or anything like that, right? And now there's some interesting dynamics that have to be worked in there. And if you have school age kids, you have people working from home, fine. If you have a yard and or animals that have to be maintained, there's a lot of things that work in to the unique family situations, right? But in order for the family to operate well together, they got to be able to work well together and that's everybody having a part mm -hmm. knowing that part and and doing that part and so that's yeah that surely that's one of the things that we teach is because we want those kids to be responsible when they leave the home when they go out to get that first job or to go to college they don't leave the house with uh, I don't know how to cook I don't know how to do laundry I don't know how to uh, balance checkbook or pay bills. I don't, you know, all that stuff. Mom and dad just did all that stuff for me. And that was great. But now I'm out here and I don't know what to do next. Uh, We've so, seen that happen. So we, we are very intentional about teaching that and building that into our kids. So not only are they getting a good education while they're at home, they're learning those very important intangible things as well so that they can be independent, self-confident, responsible, good citizens, all of those good attributes when they leave from the home. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Thank you so much, Steve. That's, uh, that's, that, that's really very beautiful. So uh, like just in line with what Steve and Kelly have been saying, this family is a project, it's a nation. Maybe this is the most important project or a nation that, that, that you are creating. And there's a lot of mechanisms within it. We need to be intentional. It's not, it's not something that comes automatic. We need to be intentional in building properly and having the proper connections and communication challenge within it. Thank you so much, Steve and Kathy. It's been amazing uh, listening to all the great values that you've been adding uh, to us now, to me and for those who are listening. And for you who are listening to us right now, now, the end, this story is not ending here. There's a lot of other values. Yes, our podcast is, is amazing, but there's a lot of other values in uh, Katy and Steve uh, podcast. Please uh, jump and listen to some detailed episode with some specific topics and join their uh, Facebook community with a lot of people who are interacting in the environment and the atmosphere of building uh, highly successful and stable uh, families. Katy, Steve. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Thank it's you been for wonderful having me. Day with you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as I did. If you got any value from it, please leave the show a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, as that makes a big difference. And if you're not there yet, Join the Goal Getters Nation Facebook group today, where the podcasts behind the scenes are shared, more lives with our guests, and lots of like-minded people with lots of valuable shared content. Be part of the nation and let's get the word out 
to help coaches get better, get clients, and get their goals achieved. The link to join the Goal Getters Nation group is in the below episode notes. We're glad to have you on board. And I want to thank you so much for listening to the entire episode of Coaching Startup Secrets Podcast. I will see you on the next one.